and welcome to World Cup Nuggets Daily, our regular podcast previewing in some detail each of the 32 finalists taking part in Qatar. Joining me as ever today is Adam Bushby. You alright, Ad? I'm good, mate. I'm looking forward to discussing nicknames in a second. Okay. Your nicknames? <laughs> no, this team in particular. <laughs> Broadcastable nicknames. Um, joining us as ever is the author of World Cup Nuggets, Richard Foster. How are you, Richard? Yeah, I'm also looking forward to talking about nicknames. Um, maybe another book in the offing, Nickname Nuggets. There we go. <laughs> what, what do we think, publishers? Like a, we, next year. We like alliteration, so it's, it's already, of course we do. already yeah. sneaking up the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need reminding, which you don't, of course, you can buy World Cup Nuggets from our website, housingpublishing.co.uk. Uh, you can also go to the site for other books, and you can also find all the questions so far in our World Cup Daily Quiz, uh, another of which will follow later on. Uh, today's Nuggets is all about the Swiss, for whom we variously predicted both the group stage exit and group stage qualification, so that's nice and clear. Uh, but for our first Nuggets on Switzerland, then it's over to you, Richard. Okay, well, let's kick off with a nickname nugget and then we can move on to another nugget so according to uefa who we always trust implicitly their nickname one of their nicknames you have quite a few but this is the the one that we're concentrating on today is the rosso crocchiati which means the red crosses now rob being the sort of guy who knows this sort of stuff did point out that that doesn't make sense because their flag is actually a red background with a white cross so why are they called the Red Crosses? Dear listener, we're throwing it over to you. Absolutely. We don't have all the answers. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, come on. It's, it's, not a, it's not part of the quiz, but just, you know, if, if, you, if you know, you know. So come back to us. It needn't be based on the flag. I just, that was where my brain immediately went yeah. as far as nicknames yeah. and national teams tend to, tend to go. But it, is yeah, a bit maybe it's intuitive. I don't know. Uh, on our, let's move on to the less controversial nugget. <laughs> Some stuff we do know about. In 2006, they didn't concede a goal in the tournament, but they still didn't get that far. So they drew nil all with France. Uh, they beat Togo and South Korea in their group 2-0. So no goal conceded in the group. Then they lost in round 16 after a nil all draw. So no goals conceded with Ukraine. And unusually, and I, I'm not an expert on penalty shootouts, but I will gather this is going to be quite rare. They didn't convert any single one of their penalties in the shootout. So wow. they lost 3-0. And, you know, there's a thing about penalty shootouts. You do need to score the odd one to give yourself a bit of a chance. So <laughs> I don't know what Murat Yakin, the manager, is doing, but I would hope He's talking to his boys about the possibility of getting into a penalty shootout. Lad, this, you know, that thing there, let's pop one in, give ourselves a chance. Um, they are, as as Adam has, you know, he's the, he's, he's the big pro Switzerland guy. He has pointed out that they qualified ahead of Italy out of their group unbeaten and they've beaten both Portugal and Spain, who we've spoken about in glowing terms in the Nations League you know, the most important competition in international football, as Rob will tell you. So, hey, it's, con- it's context. It's context. 
it's coming home. Uh, not they're not France. And if we we also talked about the Euros, and Adam, you you can talk a little bit more about their performance in the Euros, which was really good. You know, they yes. knocked France, the world champions, out of the Euros. Great yeah. game, three all draw. You know, they came back, didn't they? I think they were were they three one down. They got back to three all. Won that it was on a great penalty. game. Yeah, was yeah. a great and also game. France were in fantastic form going into that game as well. They were, you know, they, they were on really, the high. Really world champions, they looked really good. You oh. thought, well, they're going to add, they're going to do a Spain, they're going to hold the World Cup and also the Euros, but they did them. And then being Switzerland, they then drew with Spain in the quarterfinal. Guess what they did? They lost on penalties, scoring <laughs> one out of four. Well, that's an improvement. Murat, come on, <laughs> concentrate on the penalties, man. Anyway, Adam, you, you're a big advocate, so let's hear your reasons. Apart from I'm, the fact that I'm a big advocate over Serbia. That's the asterisk. So I think that uh, they will yes. qualify from the group okay. ahead of Serbia. Mm-hmm. Poor Cameroon, I think, may struggle with that group, which includes Brazil as well. Yeah, I really like Kanji. Was a little taken aback when he went to City. Mm-hmm. If only because I thought he would have got... Well, I wanted Liverpool to buy him a few years back. But as we know, Klopp doesn't go to Dortmund and raid them, which... Must be a moral standpoint, but I do like him a lot. Is that an unwritten rule, do you think? Seems to be. Uh, Shakiri, I liked him when he was at Liverpool a lot. On his days, a game changer, and he looks very good for the national team. Yeah. They've also got, for fans of the Premier League, a resurgent granite Xhaka. Yes. I just think they're a really solid side, and whereas Serbia can be a little bit hard to pin down, I think you know what you're getting from the Swiss. I don't think they ever look out of their depth, really. Mm. Which is why they lose so many penalty shootouts, I suppose, <laughs> because they do take teams to the wire, which yeah. so I do expect them to get from the group, personally. Mm. OK. I, I, th- I get your view on Shakiri. He just seems to be one of those players who has at a different level when he's playing for the Swiss, yeah. as opposed to Liverpool or Chicago Fire, or whoever he's playing for at the moment. Um, just on Shakiri. He has uh, a World Cup hat-trick to his name, and uh, I've just been doing a piece about World Cup hat-trick, so I'm just going to blather on about this for 30 seconds. <laughs> He's only one of four players who has got a World Cup hat-trick to his name. And I'm going to test you two. Can you name the other three who, going to this tournament, have already got a World Cup hat-trick? Robert, you know, we know Ronaldo, Ronaldo's got one. Ronaldo's got one, certainly, from against Spain. Our Last brave time. leader, Harry. <laughs> King Harry. King King Harry. King Harry is up there. Last yeah. one to score a World Cup hat trick, actually. Who's the other one? Um, Who's the other one? Come on, think quite a good team. Oh, Ooh, um, quite well. uh, Thomas Muller. Yeah. Thomas Muller, there you yes. go. So the if one to every those... World Cup goal scoring question. Thomas Muller. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so one of the, if one of those four, so we included Shakiri in that, one of those four scores a hat trick, they'll be uh, you know, into the two World Cup hat-tricks hat. And I've got to tell you, that's quite an exclusive group. But you need to read the piece in The Guardian to find out. Spoiler. Right. um, Good trail. Thank you. (laughs) It'll be out this week. Uh, I also think Sommer's a very solid goalkeeper. You know, he doesn't make any fuss. He's just a good, solid goalkeeper. I think he'll be their goalkeeper. And, you know, he's been there for... plays in Germany for a long time now, hasn't he? And... He just got that. He he might as well be called Jan Solid Sommer because he is that sort of guy. He's no frills. Yeah. Um, and the more I listen to Adam, 
the more I'm thinking, oh, you've made a massive mistake. N- not meeting Adam. I mean, I've made a massive <laughs> mistake. Well, there's that as well. <laughs> give, it, give it a year. Yeah. We were, we're very early in this relationship. Uh, so, you know, he, he could be right. He could, the Swiss could surprise us, could get even further, maybe even than the group of 16. Well, it was the, the key reason is going back to that France game because I remember Pogba looking like an, looking like the, it was the best player in the tournament. He put in this performance, couldn't tell you who it was against. Pogba looked sensational. The French just were oozing class and they had a great bench. So for the Swiss to then go and do them in the way they did, I just thought was mightily impressive. So, and that wasn't long ago, as we all as we all know. So I just think they're going into it, especially with. The qualification form and the Nations League form, I think you've got a decent dark horse here, actually. I hate to say it, but there you go. So it's going to come down to a bit, likely a shootout then in the last group game. Yeah. Serbia versus Switzerland. So maybe worth mm-hmm. putting that one in your diary alongside some of the other yeah. big clashes because that, that is going to be about who handles that final game the best, almost certainly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you've also got to look at, I think the Swiss have more options up front. You know, we talked about Serbia and a bit of reliance on Mitrovic. And, you know, you don't score three against the French unless you're quite, you know, good up front. So, yeah, I'm I'm moving into the Bushby camp, which you might be for interesting yeah. to do. Might be very dangerous, but no, no comment. I'm not Matt Hancock. I'm not going to do any. I, I, I'll tell you what, which will uh, keep you at arm's length, Fridge, which I think everyone needs to be at arm's length for me. Which would be my outside tip: Bushby punt. Stick some money on Switzerland to get something out of the Brazil game. Ooh, that was the outside. This is wow, borderline getting carried now, away. That is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he's, lost, yeah, he's lost me. I, I was, I was, I was on the ride. I was coming with you, and now I'm moving away. Fabian Shah. Fabian Shah has had a really good season so far. If you yeah. stick him in a kanji, they could handle the Brazilian forwards, couldn't they? Could they? Could they? Could they? Could they? I reckon they could. Okay. Well, oh. um, yeah, I'll put that in my diary as well. I'm well, just setting my off, diary. Yeah. I've got a few games to watch as an absolute. <laughs> Hundred percenters, yeah, yeah. Well, lots, lots to look forward to then. By the sounds of it, um, good. Well, that had a good, a good dose of a Swiss preview, and also probably more Serbia preview than we managed in the Serbia episode. So that we can tick yeah. that one off as well now. Mm-hmm. Um, all that remains, then, Richard, uh, if you'd be so kind, is our uh, World Cup Nuggets daily quiz question on Switzerland, please. Certainly. So the Switzerland Austria quarter final back in nineteen fifty four is still the highest aggregate score for a World Cup match, uh, World Cup finals match. So, simple question, how many goals were scored in that match? So this again, uh, Switzerland-Austria called final back in 1954 is still the highest aggregate score for a World Cup finals match. How many goals in total were scored in that match? All right, thank you very much, Richard. Um, if you need to catch up uh, or check on all the questions that have been asked so far in the World Cup Nuggets quiz, uh, you can find them on the housing website. Uh, we'll tweet out a link to it fairly routinely. It's also in the podcast description. Um, answers on postcards at the end of the run, and the winner with the most correct answers will win a full suite of Halcyon books, and that is a beautiful thing indeed. 
Uh, but that'll do us for now. Thank you very much, Ad, and thank you very much, Richard. And we'll be back tomorrow for another World Cup nugget. Bye for now. See you then.